Welcome back to Unfiltered with A&C. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Unfiltered with A&C. I hope everyone's doing great today. Um, before we get into this episode, I do want to explain why there was an episode last week. Uh, me and Cody both were going through some personal situations, and between all of those things happening in our lives, we couldn't find time to get an episode made and out to you guys last week, so we apologize for that, but we are back this week, and we are ready to go. So again, we have Alicia here today as a guest, so we're very excited about that. Um we have some fun facts to get into first. From there, we're moving to Tech 101. We'll be discussing video games, um, why they're better with friends, what games we wish were multiplayer, and if there are any games we're looking forward to this year or next year even. From there, we'll be getting into some personal conversation between ourselves, um, which will be the bulk of today's episode. And from there, we'll finish off in the Dark and Unsolved Focusing on the bloop. So how is everyone doing today? Doing pretty good. How's Alicia doing? I'm glad to have you back on episode two for Alicia. Absolutely. Welcome back. I'm doing pretty good. Easter's tomorrow. Pretty excited. Yeah. I know that's pretty huge for you and the family. So I'm sure it's been busy. Yes, yes. Yeah, getting everything prepared. All right, all right. So, let's get into some fun facts. Fact number one for this episode is, a casino can just kick you out if you win too much, even if you're not cheating or doing anything wrong. Also, there is nothing illegal about counting cards or using any other skill you have to beat the odds at a casino. All they can do is kick you out and share that information with other casinos. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff about this, and I think there's a lot of uh, uh, people from both sides and myths, legends, if you will. But it, it's nice to clear the air with the, you know, that's actually what it is. But yeah, I've heard a lot of different variations about this. Oh, no, you can't go count cards. They'll put you in prison for the rest of your life or... Um, they'll sue you or whatever, so it's it's kind of nice to clear the air with that. Yeah. I feel like um, it's not really fair to kick somebody out because they're winning a lot. I mean, they're still making money. You have to put money into the machines to make money, so I don't know. I just I don't like that. It gives me bad vibes. You're going there to have a good time and win. I don't yep. think I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't like you going in there and winning. That's not what they're all about. Number two. As a child, Walt Disney's mother convinced his dad, Elias, to buy him a set of colored pencils and some drawing paper. Elias didn't like this because he thought a boy should work hard and do manual labor. Even after Walt Disney became famous, Elias never considered animation a real job. It's kind of a sad one there. Yeah, it sounds like he just, what, he just wasn't interested? No, he didn't think that was a real job. He never approved of it. 
<laughs> wow. Kind of stinks for Walt, but I mean, grateful to have him. He's made some, well, his company's made some great movies. Yeah, absolutely. It's good childhood memories linked to Disney. I know Alicia's a big Disney fan. Yeah, I feel like animation is like what Disney's about. Yeah. Moves us to number three. Hippos have a unique reflex mechanism that allows them to pop up, take a breath, and go back down without waking up so they can sleep underwater. I find that very interesting. I think that animals that can breathe underwater and above water, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of those, that's just so unique. Like, they're really doing it in life, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish I had gills sometimes. (laughs) So neat. Just just for a day to have gills, dive into the river, the ocean, check it out. That would be really cool, actually. (laughs) You know, when you get plowed over by a wave at the beach and just breathe underwater. (laughs) It's just okay. Just check it out from the other side. (laughs) Brings us to fact number four, which is our last fact. And that is, at birth, a newborn baby is made up of 75% water, which is slightly more than a banana but slightly less than a potato. That's a pretty hilarious comparison. <laughs> Start with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in general, everybody is made up of a lot of water, but I guess a baby is made, whenever they're first born, they're made up of more water than we are now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They're like all water. They're more squishy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's because, like, I don't know. I mean, they just came out, so they've, they're they very waterlogged. And he's right, like, babies have that, like, squishy factor to them where they're really wrinkly and, like, pudgy for a while until they get involved with the growth. It's yeah. like a thing, isn't it? Baby fat? That's, that's actually a thing, isn't it? Yeah. And it might, I feel like it might be due to that waterlogging that he's talking about. Well, all right, guys. That moves us to Tech 101. Um, let's just start out. Um, we'll switch up from what I introduced as. And we'll start with what single player game do you wish was multiplayer? I'm going to need a minute on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's really tough. What's a single-player game that I wish was multiplayer? Yes. I'm trying to think of one. I mean, there's so many good games out there. Now, like, you, you have your recent memory of the games, and most of them are multiplayer now. I don't know if this is okay, and if it's not, I'll come up with another one. But I'm going to go with RuneScape in a somewhat parallel direction, I feel like. So, you can only play RuneScape on now your phone and your computer. Which takes out all the console gamers and everything else. I mean, Xbox can play on computer, but they can't play RuneScape on their Xbox, as far as I know. 
so um you know if i could choose a game to change the multiplayer aspect of i would really wish that jagex would allow a company to port old school or even both rs3 and old school over two consoles and uh allow that community into the ecosystem as well yeah that would be pretty cool i kind of have like one and a half answers so like the one one game that i would change the multiplayer option in is Fortnite because when you play like a multiplayer option with two people on the same screen it kind of like it stacks up and down and I feel like it's really hard to play like that so if I could change that to like side by side like if you could have that option I feel like that would be more optimal to play with um a game that I wish had multiplayer altogether would probably be GTA I feel like split screen would be really nice to have, especially like when you have a group of people hanging out and you want to play GTA, but only one person can play. I think that would they would benefit a lot from that. Yeah, a lot of games have moved away from the couch co-op, which is kind of what you're talking about, land player, what have you. Um, well, I guess those are two a little bit different too, but one way or the other you want to be able to have friends in person you know sit side by side on the couch and play a game together and a lot of games are unfortunately moving away from that i i think a lot of it has to do with just the nature of the beast a lot more people you know it's easier to be in the comfort of your own home and jump on discord chat with your friends and play on your own console and i feel like that social element's really leaving society as a whole it's it's just because of technology but that goes into a whole nother rabbit hole (laughs) yeah um for me i would pick the old school tycoon games like roller coaster tycoon and zoo tycoon would have been cool to have those multiplayer i know they came out with Planet Coaster, and I forget what the name of the Zoo Tycoon one is, but they have another one like that. I don't think those are multiplayer either. So, I think those games would be fun. Playing with your friend, creating your own park or zoo. Yeah. Is it like the uh, cities and uh, roller RCT1? That would be amazing to go back and play, even with just second player. Are you thinking, like, is it, like, Farmville vibes, kind of, or, like, not? <laughs> nah, you, it's, it's the same game. It's just you have two people managing the park and building stuff and just creating it. Yeah, just shared ownership. It'd just be, like, a project you could work on together. Yeah. That's really sounds, neat. Yeah, that sounds good, because, like, sometimes when you're playing by yourself, you get bored. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, you get in City Skyline, that game's way more in-depth. There's so many more things, and it, it almost, if you wanted to do it right, you technically would need a team of people, I feel like, to manage certain things. Yeah. That brings us to the second topic in Tech 101, which is why are games so much better with 
friends, like what makes multiplayer better than a game that's just made for you that you just play through? So I, I kind of took it in the like direction of multiplayer as in two people sitting together rather than like just like multiple pl- people playing the same game. Um, I think that like being able to play multiplayer rather than just single player, like I said, like sometimes when you're playing single player, you just get bored. Like you just want that person with you to play. So you're not by yourself just doing repetitive stuff. You can kind of like mix it up, do teamwork. I feel like a lot of people like that social aspect of games. And when you don't have that, you just get tired of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. GTA is a really good example to go into this with. Um, Like if you, if you were to play GTA in story mode, there's endless hours of fun there, but you do get into that aspect where it's like, well, this is, it'd be cool to have somebody else. And then you go around, you do all the missions and you do everything you're supposed to, but then what do you do? You just run around and, you know, mess with pedestrians and mess with cars and whatever, interact with stuff. Whereas in multiplayer, whenever you add the element of other people, then instead of doing the game the way the game was intended, maybe you and your buddies jump in rocket cars and launch fire trucks across the highway for an hour and laugh at that. Um, You just unlocked maybe 40 hours of game time just doing something stupid like that. So um, I think uh, multiplayer in, in general is huge whenever it comes to games just because people with their own creativity especially in a game like gta that's open yeah i mean me and you started playing minecraft again yeah so like and it's been awesome yeah you think about playing it by yourself in just your own world i mean you can do the same things we're doing now setting up a base and all that stuff but that aspect of working together and having a team and having a social environment in which you can interact with other people. I think that's what draws people to multiplayer and like to go back to campaigns. I know call of duty has multiplayer campaigns now, which is a new take on it. Just allowing you to go through what was something you did by yourself, the story basis of the game and doing that with friends as well. Yeah. Like, and also like a game like Fortnite where like you could play by yourself or you could play with multiple people i feel like sometimes i like to play by myself but then you get into the situation where you play by yourself and you just keep getting destroyed you're landing getting destroyed and you're just landing and getting destroyed like it's just a repetitive sad moment and when you're in a team you kind of have two lives because that other person is still holding you like to the game whereas when you're just playing by yourself that's your life and if you die that's it <laughs> yeah it's it's all, it's all in that social interaction i mean we're social creatures i think and having that while playing a game is just makes it that much better yeah absolutely it adds a lot more room for content and and creativity all right 
believe that brings us to the next and final one in Carolina one this week. And that is, do you guys have any games you're looking forward to? Any developments in games? Things like that? Whether it be the near future or the further future? Yeah, so um, I can definitely start off with um, any of our viewers that love RuneScape. You know, I'm avid OSRS player currently on a break, but you're always only on a break. You always return. Um, excited for the new skill that's coming to OSRS. It's the first skill we're getting since OSRS has been released. So this could be something completely unique and in a different direction as the snapshot of the game is from 2007 with some improvements. You know, we didn't have things like scythes and stuff like that. But this is the first actual skill that they're creating for OSRS unique to it. So it's extremely exciting, and that's coming out, I, I believe, either later, like around Christmas time or at the beginning of next year. But they're pulling that and doing all sorts of stuff with it. So that's very exciting on, on the uh, OSRS realm. So do you do you know what the skill is going to be, or is that just a mystery? So the OSRS community, I personally don't know what it is because I haven't read into it. I've just been so busy lately. Um, I yeah, I'm not sure where they're at in development cycle, but how the OSRS team generally plays with that community is they pull everything. And it's a community-driven development process because they realized with RS3, whenever they changed the combat system, they needed to listen to their other fan. They had essentially two fan bases, and they needed to cater to both of them. Well, now they're doing that successfully, but it took some time. Well, safeguarding that kind of legacy... I, they've created the voting system where everyone in RuneScape, OSRS at least, can vote. And uh, some of the votes have regulations on them. Like if it's a PvP-related thing and they can tell that your account's never been in those situations, you're not allowed to vote because you, you don't know anything about what you're talking about, so you don't have any business voting. It's interesting. It's a very, very interesting thing that they've implemented. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, the the way they manage games is it'd be really nice if some console games would take that. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Treyarch, the loud voices are definitely heard. Hence why we have Nuketown every single game. Yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, we I think we were loud about it. We were like... Well, they're bringing back old maps. I hope they bring back this. Hope they bring back that. I mean, I was like, hijacked was the one. I think me and you kept talking about. I was like, I hope they bring back hijacked because it is a good map. I like hijacked, <laughs> and they did. I was very happy. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was definitely personally it was better on uh, Black Ops too, in my opinion. I don't think you ever beat that game for me, but um, they did it though, and they did it well. So yeah. I, I have no complaints. I think this last COD's been just fantastic. Uh, 
Cold War. Um, a lot of people bitched and they didn't want the remakes. They're, you know, you, you heard a lot of comments about the, oh, I don't want this, or just copy and pasting maps and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, but we've had way worse new content. So, I mean, I, I get it. Like, we need to have new content and we need to have good new content. But if they want to throw some maps back at us that are trout and tested, that's fine with me. And I, I was absolutely thrilled with like raid and things like that coming back. So yeah, standoff was huge for me. I love standoff. Yeah. So it, it slums. I mean, it, it was just fun to go back. It was nostalgic. It was, mm-hmm. there were a lot of them were family favorites, you know, depends groups of friends, like slums groups, of friends, like raid, things like that. So I think all in all, it was fun. It yeah. I mean, people are going to bitch. They, they missed on some of the bringbacks. I think zoo was one of the ones they brought back. I was never a big fan of zoo back in the day. It was a DLC purchasable, purchasable map back when DLCs had to be purchased. <laughs> and I wasn't a fan when it came out back then. And I, I wasn't a fan this past one either. It's just it's one of those maps where you know you're going to get camped and there's nothing you can really do about it because they're protected by all sides. And snipers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know how you feel about them. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm very, very open to the fact that I'm not a big fan of sniping. I get that it was cool back in the day, but now it's like no one's doing it, so maybe you should just let it die because it, it makes the game less fun for people. Like, we get it. You can shoot people once and that's it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there there can be skill involved. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't hate every sniper by any means and but and if that's how you want to play, that's how you want to play. At the end of the day, if they want a one pop shot people and hope for the best, I, at least I think that's what they're doing. That I hate. Um, if they're having fun with it, then great. But you're definitely <laughs> pissing me off. So yeah, same. <laughs> I go out of my way in matches because I use tactical rifles, and I'm very good with the tactical rifle to target snipers, and I'm very successful. Nine times out of ten. So, you get a match with me, I'm going to target you. Yeah, I definitely like to run and gun, so if I can get behind you, it's over. But, Alicia, do you have anything you're excited about coming out soon? I think that we have talked a lot in our group about GTA 6. And is that in the works now? Like, or do they have a date for that? Fall 2024 is what I've heard recently. So that's approaching very soon. And I feel like that is going to be like the next big thing. Absolutely. I think that that's on my list of things I'm excited for is that. I mean, the next 2024 COD I know we had some leaks where it's looking like the Gulf War is what we're going to be doing. So I know they'll reintegrate Nuketown right off the bat. We'll see how they do. I know uh, Treyarch's really good with the three-lane mapping of having you can go right, mid, left. 
and that's how they usually map most of their maps that they come out with because it's a very successful system. I mean, you look at Modern Warfare maps, they're different. Like Shipment, there is no mapping. You can go anywhere you want on that map. You're rarely ever covered. And some people like it, but it is chaos. It's what it is. There, yeah. There's nothing about that. It's just chaos. Yeah, and it's like you said, some people just like that. Absolute, complete mayhem. Just spawn, run out, spawn, run out, spawn, run out. Like, whatever. And then some people like uh, a map like Moscow where it's there's all sorts of ways you can play. There's long range, there's mid and short range, there's up close and personal, there's a lot of choke points and different levels to it. It's a it's a really balanced map and I think a lot of us took a liking to it for that reason. Yeah. They they have done a good job at diversifying to the uh variety that people like. Yeah, and there's maps that I I won't say Treyarch's perfect. There's maps they missed on. Like, by far, they absolutely missed the mark on maps. Um, most recently, I think Checkpoint was one of those maps where it's just hard to play that map. Um, it's it's a very, very campy map, uh, especially if you go in the plane center. It's just people... I've, I've seen recently people just shoot through the walls nonstop trying to hit somebody. Yeah, same with U-Bon. I don't appreciate U-Bon at all. I just feel like there's, like, as soon as you come out, there's, like, a million places. Like, it's wide open. You can see everything in the back. Mm. As long as, as soon as you come around the corner, you can see everything in the back. So if you're spawning in in the back and somebody's camping right there, they can just see you and shoot you, and they don't even have to move from their spawn. Absolutely. I mean... Treyarch by no means is perfect, but I think they've gotten it to a science more or less better than Infinity Ward. I'm not a big fan of Infinity Ward and their engine they run. It's just it feels so much different. And it's it's always a sweatier game because the maps are always sweatier. I'm not there to sweat every match. I'm there to have a good time, relax and kick back with some friends. Yeah, I I think there's definitely two different communities. I mean, you obviously have a lot of people that just don't care. They're like, COD's COD, I'm going to go through all of them. But then you have your fans of Treyarch, Infinity Ward, and was it Sledgehammer now? Um, yeah. I, yeah, so, but one way or the other, they definitely have their own communities, and their communities are different, you know, Treyarch likes... Uh, they seem to be the more laid back. They're like our age. They're in their, you know, approaching 30s, 25, 30 area. Uh, they're a little further into life. They've been playing COD for a while back whenever the COD lobbies were good. Um, and I think and I think Treyarch uh, accommodates a little bit of that too. I haven't seen too much moderation on their side, so. But... Uh, all in all, though, I think the zombies, we like the PVM aspect oh, yeah. of it. You know, it's it's really good to get back into the swing of things. Like, if I haven't played for months, getting into zombies for an hour, I'm, I'll am get my sensitivity and all that stuff dialed back in. I'm good to go, and then we can jump on multiplayer and 
have a good time there too. Uh, Treyarch knows it for me. I don't think Activision's bad. It's just not for me. Same. Infinity Ward. Or Infinity Ward. So yeah, I mean. Not Activision. <laughs> I, I played Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. Those were the first gods I played in. I think Modern Warfare 3 is where they lost me. And we all know the bad era of Black Ops 4 and Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, Ghosts. Yeah, but like those games didn't hit for you, but a lot of people like those games. Like Cody said, like some maps hit and some don't, but that's his opinion. Like he might love Moscow, but I hate Moscow. And like I hate Ubon, but a lot of people like Ubon. So they kind of have all that variety where like you didn't really appreciate the modern warfares, but people are like they live on that. Absolutely. Yeah, I've definitely came across people that have that have said the latter. You know, they're like no Black Ops has done it for me. Black Ops one, Black Ops two, three, four, none of them, Cold War anything Treyarch's put out, I just never liked it, don't really care for zombies, don't give a shit about PVM, you know, they, uh, I've, I've, I've heard that from people, and that's fine, they just have a different style of COD that uh, appeals to them, and uh, Infinity Ward or Sledgehammer does it better for them, and that's fine. I do want to say, I support all four creators, because I know Raven is in there. They're not a main creator. They don't release their own games. They do help. But I support them all working together. Like, we saw Zombies on a Sledgehammer game. We saw Infected on a Treyarch game. I think the integration of all those companies, because they all have those bright spots where they stand out from each other, just integrate them in each game. I mean, they're going to obviously spend more time on those things in their own games. But you've said time and time again that you wish war was in Call of Duty Black Ops. I do. I think it was a great game mode, but apparently, I don't know, maybe not enough people feel that way, or maybe there's some hang-up corporately. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think war was nice. Um, I think it was a lot of work on their end. Obviously, they only had one map per... What was it one map per season, I think, so. Yeah. So, for me, I have some weird ones. <laughs> so, there is a game coming out. Um, I play Call of the Wild, The Hunter. So, they're coming out with a different type of game. I mean, the graphics on that game are great. The soundtrack's amazing. Like, it's a very soothing, calming soundtrack. Everything about the game is just there. You're relaxing. So they're coming out with Call of the Wild, The Fisherman, which is, well, The Angler, I think is what it's called. And I'm very, very excited for that. Because, I mean, hunting, you're moving around. Fishing, you're just there. That's why I like fishing in real life. It's just relaxing. Yeah. I think... That's multiplayer, so that'll be fun. Just want to relax, kick back, just go fishing. <laughs> um, I like them. I like them casual games. It's you got to have that. You know, you have COD where you're just up and ten out of ten, you're firing on all cylinders the whole time, and then it's nice to have that game like Minecraft or fishing. You can just 
go back and chill out, relax for the rest of the evening, and then go to bed. <laughs> Absolutely. My uh, old go-tos were the sports games. I don't play a lot of anything outside of racing anymore. So, so. Lost my touch in the sports world. <laughs> I kind of realized what they did. It's just they remaster the game, add the new players in each year, and it's like, eh. I think F1's a little different for me when it comes to that, though. Because, I mean, the cars change each year. I mean, heck, this game, we're going to have two new maps, two new, new tracks. When this game comes out for this year, we'll have Vegas and we'll have the new guitar map, Hope Track, which is awesome. That's what I was excited for last year was getting Miami. So, I mean, it's a different sports game, but they kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. As a kid, I mean, I'm definitely going to be buying the new college football game that's coming out because we've lost that so long ago due to the NCAA and should players get paid while they're in college, yada, yada, yada. And so I will be buying that. (laughs) It's just nostalgia. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I think in developing... I mean, we bought Ross so long ago, and we don't know if it'll work with our group or not. I mean, I played it years and years ago, like 2016 when it came out years ago. So with it coming to console, I'm waiting for community servers, because if you ever played Rust, it is not a fun time trying to start on a community on uh, their own servers, because you have people who are already built up, and they're just going to kill you, and they don't care. <laughs> yeah, Rust just makes me extremely sad, and <laughs> I just give up, and I'm like with my rock laying on the ground dead (laughs) just sad (laughs) that's what's nice about community servers there's moderation there on on the game owned servers they run it how they envision the game anarchy and that's it there is no governance and community owned servers just governance people try to make sure the game runs more smoothly that new players in the server are treated nicely and warmed into dying (laughs) rather than just being mauled and murdered constantly so that leads us into what will be the bulk of tonight's discussion that's just some personal conversation between us um i want to start out by congratulations congratulating cody on the job getting back into the swing of things very big for you it's been an extremely powerful two weeks um, returning to the orc. Um, I know taking back the reins and everything feels great. Uh, everybody's given me a warm welcome. And honestly, I, I can't even say they're my coworkers. It's, I know I refer to uh, Alicia and you and even many of my family members I've referred to them as my work family at this point because that's how I truly feel about them um returning was so powerful (laughs) it was so positive um and I I think we're gonna do some some big things there so 
I appreciate the uh, congrats though and the shout out. It's uh, but yeah, it's definitely oh, no good problem. to be back. Definitely good to be back. And Alicia, I know you're coming up on a couple of concerts over this next coming months. Oh, yes. July, I have a concert almost every weekend. Pretty excited about that. <laughs> um, especially uh, Anthony bought me a ticket to see Luke Combs for Christmas. And I'm a diehard Luke Combs fan. Like, I love Luke Combs. So I am just so excited. Like, I'm probably going to cry. It's just going to be, like, the best thing I've ever been to. I already know. <laughs> I'm going to two concerts this year. Planned already. I don't know if I'll go into more. And they're both country concerts. And if you know me, that is not my genre. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you wondering, I am rock, metal, metalcore mainly, um, so I don't know if I'll be seeing them, but I've been looking at Thrice, I've been looking at Wage War, and I've been looking at August Burns Red. It's just I don't want to go by myself. Everybody else lives across the state. So <laughs> just trying to find something. Yeah. Um, me and Cody just went and saw Post Malone a couple months ago. That was like one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was really good. I, it was way worth the money we spent. Like, I had a really good time. He was vibing. Cody was vibing. Everybody yeah. was having a good time. <laughs> it, it, it was a really good show. Um, and, you know, it's different because that's the first um, hip-hop or different kind of music other than metal. And, you know, punk rock, metal, all that stuff that I've been to. This is the first like hip hop pop show that I've been to, and and honestly, it's a completely different vibe. You know the the metal concerts, the energy's up and up. Everyone's you know let's mosh and let's jump around and let's just let loose. And but it's a more aggressive style to it. I think that comes with the music. Sadly, it's because the music usually isn't portraying aggression at all um whereas the post malone concert was awesome in its own way it was almost like some gigantic like frat party that you just like the closer to the stage or the more expensive tickets you bought the more frat party it was <laughs> so it, yeah. it was totally different environments but they both seem like really good times so yeah. Um, Anthony's mom bought us tickets to see Luke Bryan, which I'm pretty excited about. Mm. And then um, the week after that, I'm going to see Ed Sheeran, which I saw him back in 2015. And uh, he was a really good artist live. Like, I've always had a love for Ed Sheeran. I, he's such a good live performer, but he, like, never comes to the U.S., <laughs> So I'm I'm really excited to see him. Um and then I get like a little off week and then we go see Luke Combs. <laughs> so my July weekends are pretty packed with my Saturdays. Yeah. See I, I'm in between because I do want to go to some sporting events next year. Man, I've looked into F one so much. <laughs> and there is no way I'm able to do that this year. Tickets for Vegas. I want to I would love to bring everybody out. 
$2,000 per ticket. For one person? For one person, $2,000. Oh, my That's God. Wild. Like, just to go see the F1 race? Um, You're there the entire weekend. So each practice you're in, qualifying you get to see, and then the race. I, I mean, mean, that's not too bad. Like, that's a whole experience. It is. That's what I like about F1. But you look at the prices for the European tickets, and it's like you're paying a couple hundred bucks. And it's like, is it worth the flight out to, I don't know, Italy or Belgium, something? Because Belgium. I, I love Spa. I'm getting nerdy in the F1's game. You guys have no clue what I'm saying. But if anybody out there listening likes F1, you know what I'm saying about Spa. It's a beautiful, beautiful track. And I would love to go there. It's just I don't know if I can afford plane tickets. <laughs> you also got to factor in, like, we do not have a passport. <laughs> so you have to buy a passport, too. So that's, that's less of a problem. I can get No, that's, that's a whole problem. Come on. <laughs> I got until August. <laughs> but no, I would love to see that, but it, it's most likely going to be Penguins and Steelers, which is fine with me because I, I had a great experience. So this past year, we got to see a Steelers game. Mitchell Trubisky was quarterback. Uh, uh, but it was a good experience, and we got to see a Penguins game, two Penguins games, I think, within the past year. And they both were amazing. I mean, this one, they lost the game that we went to, but it was still an amazing experience. We had a lot of fun. And I can't say enough about how happy I was to do that. Yeah, I I think that those experiences were, were, like, super cool. And I know Cody's not really, like, a sports person, but just, like, being there and the vibes that, happens like during those different events it's just a whole experience like i feel like you need to be there with us like it's so cool yeah being live to anything seems to enhance the experience completely because i used to like i'd never want to watch sports on tv but um we watched hockey and uh even uh I've watched some basketball games in person and it's not bad whenever you're there. It's, it's a little easier to be into it. I don't know if it's just because you're, you're in it, like the crowds there and it's happening right in front of you or what, but yeah, but yeah, I, uh, I definitely would prefer sports and live versus on TV though, for sure. It is a whole ass experience. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, like going there I mean that was the first Steelers game I ever went to was with Anthony this past year and the whole experience I feel like the drive there was kind of like oh I was so worked up like so excited and then we got there and it was just so exciting and you're just so happy and then you go leave and you sit in the parking garage for two hours and you're like Like here I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was the downfall. <laughs> yeah, but like the whole experience and all was a ten out of ten. Like the crowd was wild. Doesn't care what seat you sat in that arena. It was just a good time. Absolutely, and that's why I want to go to F one because I just 
it's like engineering at its finest when it comes to cars. Like every detail of it. And just to see something that can go so fast, it can go through these corners that if you took my car and you try to corner at the speeds they're cornering, that car's tipping over and just rolling. It's crazy. So we'll, we'll see if I get into that. I mean, I hope to one day. <laughs> yeah, we just... Remember I just had you watch Murder Mystery on Netflix? Mm-hmm. So... Murder Mystery Incorporated F1, and I thought it was really cool because Anthony's like a diehard F1 fan. So oh, yeah. they kind of like incorporated the race into the movie, and they had like a driver, like a obviously not a real driver, like a fake driver in the movie for F1, and he like rode a car around the way he would in like the street races because f1 they're like riding like in like downtown streets like it's not a track kind of thing it's like yeah. real sharp turns going like 200 mile per hour <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy it, what, it, what they incorporated was monaco it is the most technical race okay so, so that's is that the final one usually, or no? It's uh, what is held as one of the crown jewels of F one. Like winning that is an honor because it, it's it's like one of the original races. So you're downtown in Monaco, driving through the streets that normal people who live in Monaco drive through every day, and it's uh, like, it's it's European, so it's tight. The corners are tight. It's very technical. But the final race normally is in Abu Dhabi. They uh, bought rights to that, to have their final race there, which doesn't surprise me. It is what, on my list of places I want to go to is the UAE. So maybe UAE trip will incorporate that. That would be pretty cool. It would indeed. So is there anything upcoming in your guys' lives that you're interested in? Like that you're excited about? Any exciting news? Well, um, yeah, I'm trying to think here about that. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll go while Cody ponders. Um, the thing that I'm excited for is in. Two months, I believe, like less than two months, maybe, we're going to be at the beach. I mean, that's extremely exciting. I definitely need a vacation. Um, but before that, Memorial Day is going to happen, so we'll get that one day off. <laughs> but I just, like, we're going to Myrtle Beach. I love Myrtle Beach. We go there, like, every year. And I just, I have such a good time there. Like, it's such a vibe. I feel like... It's not like a super packed beach. Um, people are just super nice there. I never have a problem with anybody. It's not sketchy. Like I could walk out there in the middle of the night and be okay. It's just a good vibe. Like I really like Myrtle Beach. Other than the drive, because I get extremely car sick and it's like a fifteen hour drive from here. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like super excited that 
is the most recent thing that's going to happen in my life. Anything new with you, Cody? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we recently, um, well, we, we pretty much talked about it a little bit ago, but, um, starting back at my current position, um, taking, uh, taking back over the IT department, um, for a company that provides services for intellectually disabled um, individuals. So that's really the hugest thing going on for me right now, settling back into that, working 10 hour shifts. So, plus, you know, um, there's stuff to handle after hours too. If you're an IT, you're never really not there. <laughs> so, but I, I can't be happier. I, I really can't. I, the position that I'm in and the company that I work for has been excellent to me in, in returning. And I, I see a good future, a healthy future on both parts. So that's kind of what, what I have going on. Other than that, I mean, just working through a lot of stuff. So I have a lot of personal things going on, but, um, just getting through it day by day so yeah week by week i think it's really important to love what you do and love where you work and the people that you work with and that's one of the things that i'm grateful for and i think that that makes a happy environment and you're like happy to get up and go where you are every day you know papa said earlier our grandpa he was like you see your work family more than your regular family and i'm like it's so true the girl that sat beside me for the past five months i've been working there she just retired on friday and when she was giving everybody a hug i was like tearing up i'm like we spend 40 hours a week together like she's like one of my friends i felt like yeah absolutely uh, you don't realize that sometimes that that even though you're at work and like, yeah, you're getting paid and you're bound by the rules and stuff and it's just work. Like it, it really isn't though. In certain circumstances, it's not just work. Sometimes it's a, it's a person's escape or, you know, the people that are there, they, they might only have getting or getting happiness out of that place at that time. And I think this touches on that, um, you know, kids getting lunches at school. That might be the only time the a child gets a lunch is whenever they go to school. And I think work works in the same way for some adults. You know, that's a good place to escape. And uh, your work family are some of the best people. Sometimes they're the ones that are there. I've watched um, people in the industry um go through hardships and their co-workers pull through and actually become more than just their co-workers they help them into whatever they needed to do to fix their hardships so um yeah i I 100% am on board with the work family situation you spend a lot of time with those people so i think they are more than just a name and a face absolutely 
What's going on new with you, Anthony? I know you're probably excited about the beach, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Get away. Escape from the world for a week. Be nice. Um, other than that, um, just continuing my schooling. I got that. Ending in a year from now, I'll graduate. So looking forward to that and starting a new career and taking a new path in life. Very excited about that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't have much of that going on, though. I feel like like within the next year, whenever you graduate, that's going to be such a scary but so exciting point in your life. Like graduating from like IEP and getting your bachelor's, two bachelor's, that was exciting. But this is like this is like your your career is next like where you want to be for the rest of your life is next and i think that's just so so exciting and like you're only one year away yeah and to be one of the people watching it like closely like watching you do this and accomplish this it's just it's fantastic i love that i i love to see the people around me grow so um definitely be there definitely waiting <laughs> yeah and we all know like anthony is one of the most knowledgeable people you know i if i had to take one person to trivia with me it would be anthony like i would 100 percent win it doesn't matter what the topic is maybe not disney but that's where i come in <laughs> but <laughs> everything else 100 percent. i think that Anthony's one of the most knowledgeable people I know. Well, thank you. <laughs> Wasn't expecting to get praises. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I you pick up everything real quick. So I mean, we've worked projects together, so I can tell you that there's things that you've been completely foreign to, and within a half hour, you you, you know, you pick it up. You're enough to be dangerous, at least, with some time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dangerous. <laughs> well, thank you guys for that. I mean, you guys are all amazing in your own ways. Um, I would say at least she's probably smarter than me. I mean, going into the medical field and becoming a doctor and whatnot, that, that takes a lot of brain power and brain power I do not have and dedication Cody I, mean, Cody I mean technology wise the miles ahead of me I barely reboot a computer like I don't know how if I needed to to put my computer into a safe boot up <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm smart in certain areas that's no, you know everyone leans on each other too you know, Absolutely. I might be really good at that, but whenever it comes down to it, I can put a website together. But if I don't have graphics, and you know I can't come up with graphics, <laughs> website's not going to look very good. <laughs> but it'll function. Whereas it'll my, function. my website would look good, but it would not function at all. So we all have our expertise. I don't think I'm the smartest person <laughs> you guys know. But I appreciate the sentiment. You guys are some of the smartest I know, though. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah. 
Well, something I'm excited for in the near future, near future meaning next week, is the temperature rising to 70 degrees next weekend. How about that? It's going to be fantastic. I think that it's time to build a fire, have a hot dog. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Charred dog on the hot dog. (laughs) You know, I love my hot dogs like black, like completely burnt with like a shell around it. (laughs) (laughs) They're crispy in the bone. Yeah, crusty. (laughs) (laughs) That is something. I I mean, I look forward to summer. I look forward to winter. I don't have a preference. I just don't like spring. I'm a fall person. Spring's so muggy. I don't like humidity at all. I'm mainly... I think for me, I'm mainly just excited to just relax and spend some time with with the people and, and have kind of a chill year. I past couple years, I've traveled and things like that, and I, I'm still not throwing traveling out the door either. I'm might go to a few vacations here or there or something, but um, might do a staycation too this year. I've been really in the relaxation mode, just trying to work through stuff, focusing on me. So, yeah, I mean, that's never bad. Yeah, but, I mean, you can do a staycation over here if you want for a weekend. Oh, yeah, or, over there, get some Philly steaks. Oh, yeah. We could um make a detour to New York. We yeah, could. yeah. <laughs> You know, I've been, my whole life, I've always wanted to go to New York. I've been so, like, set on seeing New York, and that's something that, like, I want to do with Cody. Like, I've always planned it with Cody, and I feel like I need to do it with him. Yeah, and we'll have a great time, and we will do it. It's it's just a matter of getting there. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully we can get some content there, too. I, I do know that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. There's some awesome, awesome stuff there. Obviously, it's not going to cut into our trip, but we can designate a little bit of time to hopefully bring unfiltered some stuff home, too. A couple goodie bags. (laughs) You guys probably will know when we're on vacation. I mean, we're planning on releasing podcasts while it's happening, but you'll see some pictures, stuff like that. We'll make sure to post something here and there. No vlogs yet, but I think that leads us to the next thing, and that is we have picked the winner for our giveaway. So check your emails. We didn't send you the code yet, but don't worry. We're sending you the code. We just want to make sure you're the person who subscribed to us, A, and we want to confirm a couple details, and, I mean, there's you'll know when you see the email if you're the person. Don't worry about your answers. Yes, no, no matter what, you're getting the code. Just make sure to send that reply email, um, and we'll get you your gift card out to you. On another note, okay, Cody. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and just just before we end with that, um, just again, you know, I we can never say it enough that how appreciative we are for everyone that whether you spend 10 minutes on a video and you just didn't have time to get back to it or what have you, uh, anyone that views comments, shares, like subscribe, anything you're doing with us, we really appreciate it. Cause this stuff, 
we we do put a lot Absolutely. into this and and we hope you enjoy the content and and we hope that you know we're bringing some positivity to people so um this is just something to is an appreciative like give back mm-hmm. because it, you have no idea how exciting it is to watch the uh the sub count and the analytics and stuff like that it's just awesome to go it's almost it's almost funner don't kill me <laughs> than watching my bank account grow is watching this grow so thank you guys so much it, it really does mean a lot like i'm not just saying that absolutely and with that thank you guys so much we did this giveaway for 50 subs we are nearly 250 so thank you guys so much for that and we'll have to do another giveaway for 100 so <laughs> be on the lookout for that in the coming weeks it's 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 so powerful to talk about things and give our opinions and and honestly lately we've been doing a lot more discussing things than anything and to see the impact of people that seem to enjoy our content you know you guys are always welcome to comment or reach out let us know for sure but um to see the impact and the positivity i hope i hope that's what it is and i hope you guys are all enjoying this and if if there's anything just let us know yeah we're we're open to feedback honestly just leave it in the comments we really don't get any we were afraid at first i was like i think we should get somebody else to read the comments but I, we're not even getting comments, so <laughs> just go ahead and leave us some. <laughs> yeah, we're lonely out here. <laughs> but thank you guys for 100 subs. That's amazing. Um, to talk about where we plan on going in the future with the channel, though, uh, we do plan on uploading more shorts throughout the week. So be on the lookout for those uh, if you have any ideas. Bear with me as I get acclimated to them. Um, <laughs> I know Anthony's been doing some, and it's my turn. I'm going to try to get some content out to you guys, so just bear with me. <laughs> Be nice to Cody. Uh, <laughs> other than that, we do want to branch off. So we have the podcast, and we we want to make ourselves unique in a way of where we're just not doing a podcast with some shorts here and there. So our idea is to do gaming videos, and from there you can actually meet our entire group. Um, some of them don't have the time when we do our podcast to sit down and just talk for an hour, but throughout the week they're, they're always gaming, so we do want to incorporate gaming and introduce you to everyone. I mean, the other night we just did a test run of what it would be like to record a video, and we have people you never met, like people like Brad that you guys haven't heard from from first video, uh, Gary, who you've never met, Ken, you've never met, just new voices, new people, and it's very exciting. So be on the lookout for that in the coming weeks. Yeah, so um, I know one more thing to hear. Um, I think... Uh, Alicia is the on the business side of things I guess stepping out of your guest here um, if you could as the social media manager now 
Um, I, I think she had a few things that she wanted to say or bring out. So if you wanted to do that, go ahead. If, if that's passed and I'm wrong, just let me know. No. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that we are bringing out social media. Um, Anthony has already been posting on Twitter. I've noticed. And I updated the Twitter a little bit, made it a little more prettier. I started a Facebook and Instagram. The handle is unfiltered A underscore C. If you want to go ahead and follow those. Hint, hint. Um, but yeah, we put up a post today. We're going to be doing some introductions. And then we plan on posting regularly. But we're just getting those started. So if you want to go ahead and follow those socials, see some updates, that would be cool. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, that's another contact too. If you uh, don't want to reach out to Anthony or myself directly, I know Alicia can can also take um, comments and, and concerns as well. So, you know, any of the three of us can assist you with anything. And if you have any scam or phishing attempts or anyone trying to use our name, definitely let us know about that as well. Um, I wanted to put that up because those are a huge, huge problem. And, you know, we talk about tech one-on-one all the time. So got to look out for you guys as well. Yeah. And like to add to that, we're never going to ask for like a cash app, Venmo, your bank account numbers, the last four of your social, your birthday, like nothing, (laughs) nothing wild. The last thing you ate at Panera, nothing like that. So um, just make sure, just make sure you're not giving out your personal information. Um, just be safe out there. Cody would be upset if something happened. Well, I just yeah, don't let me down, guys. Okay, well, watch well, your IT training. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying I would not be upset? Not as much. I feel like Cody would be a little heartbroken. Well, that's because he's the IT guy. <laughs> I'm just kind of here. Here for the ride. But no, um, definitely stay tuned. And if you haven't already, subscribe. We, we are planning much more than just a podcast. So stick with us through the journey as we get our feet underneath us. And I promise you, you guys will see some amazing content coming. Hopefully within the next couple of years. Yeah, we have a lot. This is not something we intend to be short term. And it's, uh, you know, we, we all have full time jobs outside of this. So hopefully a lot of you can relate because we all have a lot of different specialties. I mean, uh, you know, I'm in IT software major comp side and Anthony is doing his stuff and Alicia's doing her stuff. So everybody's got their own thing going on we have a well diverse group here of skill sets so if you anything you guys ever need just reach out to us and it never hurts to ask questions absolutely excuse me (laughs) just drink some water um that leads us into our final final subject and that is the dark and unsolved and this week we're going to be discussing the bloop so 
before we get into the discussion, I do want to play the sound for our viewers who have not heard the bloop yet. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. So yeah, that that's that's the noise. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I, it's hard for me to comment and speculate because I don't know what sonar and all that other stuff sounds like because it's you know we don't live around the ocean, but it's definitely eerie. Um, without being yeah. completely ignorant to how things sound underwater out in the ocean, like marine life, it. it I wouldn't be thrilled with that sound if I was underwater in the ocean. Yeah, so my take is that um, water is really hard for sound to travel through. And what I'm getting is that Anthony is saying that this sound is coming from 3,000, what, miles away? Yes. A sound that's coming 3,000 miles away, traveling through water that sounds like it's a foot away from you, that has to be coming from a very large creature. <laughs> True. The, the speculation, and they've chalked it up to a couple of different things. Uh, one of the theories is it's an ice fracture happening. Um, I do want to preface for those who've heard the blue before and that didn't sound like we heard, you probably heard the 69X sped up one. That's what it sounded like at normal speeds. So, they think it was an ice cap breaking. And by they, I mean, mean uh, Noah. Um, but they don't know for sure. I know I read up on it a bit, and one of the people from Noah said, it does sound like an animal call. It sounds a lot, if you look up a whale sound, and if you heard whale sounds, they do sound similar to that. The problem is, the size of an animal that could be heard up to 3,000 miles away is massive and beyond anything we've ever seen before. It would dwarf a blue whale. Yeah, and like an ice cap breaking... I just feel like that would not sound as high of a frequency as that sound is making. Like, I feel like it would be a lower frequency, a deeper sound in the water. And even then, like, it would it be that loud? That's a good question. I, I don't think they've ever had a question about it, though, is the thing, like... They definitely know what it sounds like when an ice cap breaks. And they might think... See, they don't know if it is an ice cap. That's the scary thing about this. Like, the interview this guy did, he was like, it could be an animal still. Which is the scary and weird part about it. They don't know 100% for sure it was ice. That's their best educated guess as scientists. They're always going to go to... Well, we've never seen something big enough to make this, so the logical explanation is ice. 
Yeah, to me, the ocean is like space. Like, I feel like we just don't know a lot about it, and it's really scary. Like, we have no clue. Yeah. I, mean, I think, what is it? We know more about the surface of Mars than we know about our oceans. Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of hard to cover every single square foot of water. And kind of unnecessary, to be honest. Like, I mean, I think they need to skim it thoroughly, but I don't think we need to have, like, a device that's a foot cubic that literally goes through a foot cubic of every section of ocean possible. Like, a little bit more research there might be nice. We might be able to find some stuff out. Like uh, the bottom of the Marianas Trench, I could learn stuff from new species. Um, you know, like bioluminescence. Anything that can be alive at that pressure is interesting, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things I think we could get out of studying the ocean, but you know, how I am a science. I, you should never stop any science, in my opinion. Yeah, but, like, to add to that, it's kind of scary in the same sense because those types of things that are so deep that we've never even encountered before, like, whatever's down in that pressure that we've never seen ever, we're kind of, like, bothering that, like, going down there to figure it out. And, like, maybe we don't want to know what's down there because it might be scarier than we think. And we're bothering it <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen i don't think it's a godzilla scenario where it's gonna come attack us because we bugged it i mean no, it's going to attack those in the immediate area and where they found it was close to point nemo which if you don't know what point nemo is that's where we send all of our satellites and stuff because it is the furthest point away from any land you're actually closer to the international space station at that point than you are to any other people on earth Oh, that's crazy. So it's like one of the furthest out parts of the ocean. Yeah. So, I mean, the odds of you encountering this living in Pennsylvania, I mean, even living in a coastal area, very low, because things that live at depth don't do well outside of depth, and their bodies are meant for that type of pressure, and they're not going to come into shallow waters just to chase humans, and they're going to live for their lives. Yeah. I think it's more of like a, not so much like how you said the Godzilla thing. It's more of like a, it could be detrimental in the sense that it's causing harm to other populations. Like how they brought stink bugs over here and they're ruining the population chain for different insects and stuff like that. Like plants and everything because it's an invasive species. It's kind of like that. Like, whatever's down there, we bring up. It might not even survive because of the pressure change, like you said. But if it does, and it starts to populate and takes over something, we could ruin an entire species of something. Yeah, I mean, what we're probably looking at is a whale. And we know they're not harmful to us. (laughs) Whales are some of the most peaceful animals out there 
in my opinion. I mean, they just feed on krill, which for their size, it's amazing how something survives off to something so small. Like, that would be like us eating ants, and that's it. So, whales are whales are pretty peaceful. I, I trust that. I See, people think it might be megalodon. The problem with that is sharks don't make noise. <laughs> that's, that's not their thing. Most things that don't have lungs don't have vocal cords. That's why whales make noise, dolphins make noise. They're, they're mammals. Or, I mean, not mammals. They're air-breathing, not water-filtering. So, it would have to be a type of whale if it is an animal. It could be ice, for all we know. Or it could just be, who knows, maybe that's what an eruption of a volcano deep in the ocean sounds like. We just never picked up that frequency before. It's still extremely scary. And I said earlier, um, Cody used to terrorize me when I was younger. And that's like one of the noises that he probably would have played while my room was pitch black while I was trying to sleep just to scare me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of those scary, you're like hiding under the covers, like that's your only protection. It is an eerie noise. It's, yeah, it is creepy as hell. Like if you were, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're out there with your little kneeboard on your week out on the coast, doing your little 50 yard kneeboard back into the shore, and you know whenever the current took you and you ended up underwater, you hear that sound. Yeah, how's anyone gonna feel? That is terrifying. Don't <laughs> that at all. That is so scary. Like, I can't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) But now. And to hear it that prominent, too. Like I said, you know, you can't hear noise. Like, sound does not travel very well underwater. You can't hear somebody talking underwater very deep. So to hear that noise that prominent, and you're on your little tiny one-foot board (laughs) clear out in the ocean, that's... I would probably be extremely terrified and never get in the ocean again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... And uh, you look at sonar, too. You start to break this down a little bit. I'm starting to think about it. Like, sonar on a ship can completely implode somebody, like, if it goes off. Yeah. So, sorry for the graphic there. Um, <laughs> but it just, it's factual. So, you know, if you're too close to sonar, it's... It can be fatal. And what that tells me about this creature is like, how close to it can you be whenever it makes that sound? Could you have the same effect? I mean, it if it was 3,000 miles away and it was that loud, then yeah, I, I could imagine being, you know, within 10 feet of it and it making that sound. But water's probably boiling and everything else. Because of the sound waves. Yeah, and our eardrums might not be able to handle that type of vibration underwater, you know, because the pressure is different underwater. Like your ears pop and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, a sonar ping can actually, you got to look up on what a sonar ping can do to somebody if you're too close to it. It's It's actually very bad. Yep. 
Well, guys, I think that wraps us up. Yeah, it's already, I think, about that time. So, <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, for coming on tonight again. Yeah, it's always fantastic to have you on. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. As always, guys, like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. And we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Peace out.